What is up, guys? Welcome back to Creeps in the Crypt. As always, I am joined by... Christian. And Sam. So, this week, we're we're back to Earth. We're, yeah. we're, we're not fucking around with outer space anymore. Not not for a while, at least. And not till next month. <laughs> I need I need a break from. Is there more alien stuff coming up? What was yeah, his name? Yeah. David. <laughs> David Huggins. David yeah. Huggins. I almost said Harris, but I knew Harris was wrong. No, nah. it's David he's Huggins. Doing, he's doing lots of hugging. He was doing lots of lots of huggins and lovins and yep. Struggle cuddles, as Eric calls them. Struggle cuddle. Well, no, the aliens were struggle cuddling him. I don't think it was a struggle, though. I think he enjoyed he, it. Yeah, he was He was there for it. Wouldn't you? No. You're getting but laid. And you're a man. This week I we... I don't need to be laid that badly. Men do. Jesus Christ. That's fair. This week, we're <laughs> returning to the world of true crime. <laughs> and boy, is this one a doozy. This one's been highly requested. And mostly by me, <laughs> yeah, mostly by uh, Sam. I feel like when we started this project, this was definitely on the list many, many, many times, and then we were like, Oh, not, not yet, not at the right time yet. Yeah, yeah. but aren't you glad you waited? I am, so, I can't tell you how glad I am that we wait, that it just didn't work out until right now, dude. There's so many episodes we have planned out where it's just like, It's not, not the yet. right, yeah, it's not the right time. And I'm so glad we're not doing, we didn't do this until now. Yeah. Well, we now it's like, there's a lot of shit going on with it. So we do yeah. have a good track record with, you know, doing an episode yeah. and then something helping. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Like an entire series coming out on Netflix that shook the world. Yeah. But we yeah. have no new reviews this week. <laughs> So, guys, get with it and leave us reviews. And make sure you're following the show and downloading the episodes on whatever format you listen to us on. We really appreciate that. And we need more of that in our lives. Make yeah. sure you download the episodes. And if you want to do something really cool and you listen to us on Spotify, you can actually share the show on your story on Instagram. Yeah, we like that and shit. And tag us in it. And we will repost it on our story. You know, sharing is caring. Yeah, tell us what you think. Tell unless us what you think of the episode. Don't do that. Unless it's what? <laughs> unless it's an STD, don't do that. Don't yeah, share don't, that. Don't At share that. At first I thought you said something else, but it, it correlated with the STD. Okay. It was yeah. dick. Don't share dick. Yeah, no. no. There's, a, there's a whole lifestyle of people that do that. That share dick? Guess what? They also share STDs. Yeah. But, uh... It's the gift that keeps on giving. Well, that's, her, that's herpes. But anyway, Sam, I'm going to turn it over to you because this is going to be a longer episode. <laughs> Sam crushed it with the research for these next two episodes. I went hard in the friggin' paint with this one. This is borderline on the same level. Maybe not as graphic as the Girl Scout murders, but I am just as passionate, if not more. The yeah. Girl Scout murders were fucking traumatic because I'd never really dug into them. This one I'd been following, not since day one, day one, but like the same year it happened. Mm -hmm. It was just later on. And if you've read the episode title, you'll know what we're talking about. But this case really uh, brought true crime podcasting and shit to the forefront. Like, because for the first time, true crime influencers and YouTubers and podcasters really uh, muddied the waters and shit. 
going on with the investigation, but we'll get more into that later. Sam, take it away. So, obviously, you read the title, so you know we're doing the Delphi murders. If you have heard of this double murder, welcome back. If this is the first time you've ever heard the names Abigail Williams, Liberty German, or the town of Delphi, Indiana, I'm insanely jealous because you're going to get semi-gratified by the end of these two episodes. And I'm a little envious because I have waited years for this. Jamie. Yeah, this You've never heard of this? No. What? Yeah. You've never. I've heard of it. You've heard of it. Yeah. Christian. I know. I'm terrible. First John Bonet, now this. I mean. I can't believe you've never heard of John Bonet. I don't know what fucking rock you were under. It was a good one. There was Christian. She was sheltered. I was very sheltered. I thought I was sheltered. No, I was very sheltered. But I even knew about John Bonet. That would that could be an entire episode, right there. <laughs> I mean, I found out about it from like week, Weekly World News and shit. No. But. So, unsolved cases aren't exactly an uncommon occurrence. We all know me. We all know I love them. Mm. Um, but what really got me interested in this case back in late 2017 was the sheer fact that the ISP, which is the Indiana State Police. And the Delphi PD not only knew what this man looked like, what he sounded like. They even knew how he walked, his gait. They knew all these things, which are pertinent to investigations and arrests and all this. But somehow, they have no idea who this man was at the time that all this came out. Which is just, like, mind-blowing for me. Um, Delphi, Indiana is a small town where pretty much everyone knows everyone. The population back in 2017 was around 3,000 people. I'm not sure how much it is now. Um, We're in small town USA over here. It's just, it's north of Indianapolis. I think it's like an hour and 15-ish. Yeah. North of Indianapolis. That's a little out of It's of 2021. It's 2972. What is it, like two stoplights? It's one of those towns where you blow through it real quick. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is it like a two stoplight town? I would would call it the town where still like no one locks their doors. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they do. But like. Yeah, maybe now. Yeah, you fucking know. Uh, welcome to my rabbit hole of the last six years. Let's yeah, this case is a real slow. It's been a real slow burn. <laughs> Sam, I know. Sam's looking at us with crazy eyes right now. I really wish I could just like take a photo. <laughs> Please don't. Like her eyes look like they're bugging out of her fucking head like a praying mantis. This this case infuriates me more than John Bonet does. Honestly, JonBenet infuriates the fuck out of me, but well, this for different one, reasons. Yeah, for very different reasons. Correct, but like same same level, maybe even more for these. Y'all better put yourselves up by your bootstraps and settle in, because this is a wild one with a lot of twists and turns and what the fucks. Mm-hmm. Before we dive in, I will say. That I cannot commend the Delphi PD, the Carroll County Sheriff's Department, ISP, and even the FBI for their work in this case. I know we talk a lot of shit on the investigative skills of the police and the detectives and all that, but these people, 
like Superintendent Doug Carter, um, SSA Massa, I believe his name is, and a few of the other ones that I, whose names I escape me now, but we'll talk about them later on. Uh, these people are a whole different breed. When, when they say they worked around the clock, they mean it. Oh, you mean they're good cops? Well, uh, yes, but like, I mean, they're all, there's bad apples in everyone and there's shining stars and yeah, all of them. Yeah, but these guys rose to the but occasion. God, it literally like, it's mind blowing in a good way. They stayed true to the victims and never for a second gave up the fight for justice for Abby and Libby. You can see in the February 22nd, um, 2017 press conference specifically, um, just how much the ISP and the Delphi PD care about this case and how personally they've taken it. Um, there are a few officers and detectives in the background of the, like, like the, the, speech podium thingy where they stand and like the detectives and stuff around them like you can see some of them faltering and trying to hold it together during this press conference yeah i mean like, this is a, it was very emotional it yeah it was it almost made me cry which doesn't happen very often anyway we're diving in now on February 13th, 2017, Abigail, Abby, Williams, and Liberty, she went by Libby, German, were out of school. They, the Delphi Carroll County School District had an extra snow day that they had to use up. And so they just gave the kids like a long weekend. Um, and the two girls planned to take full advantage of this long weekend. They had to sleep over the night before and they'd spent almost the entire morning in bed. I believe Abby stayed over at Libby's house. Yes. And they Snapchatted Libby's mom from the bed. And she's like, what the heck are you guys still doing in bed? It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, they were eighth graders at Delphi Community Middle School. They played softball, and Miss Libby, we will come to find out, was quite the little crime junkie herself. Um, I believe it was Libby that wanted to go into some sort of law enforcement or um, crime scene, whatever field. I believe it was her. Mm -hmm. um, the weather was nice for February in Indiana, so they decided they were going to hike the trails in town. Libby's older sister, Kelsey, dropped them off at the Monon High Bridge around 1.30 p.m. And immediately, as teenagers do once they're together, they're 13 and 14 years old in 2017. So what's the first thing they do? They take Snapchats of each other, with each other, what they're doing, where they are. Um, so at 2.09 p.m., Libby posted a Snapchat of Abby walking along the bridge. But... That was the last post from either of the girls was that Snapchat video. I mean, photo. The most they expected was for the girls to have gotten hurt or lost in the woods. Yeah, no because one. I'm sure the common thought was, well, maybe they got off the trail or. Like got disoriented and yeah. no one expected what was about to come. Police and volunteers immediately started to comb the area in the search, which was about 400 to 500 people. Um, 
They're ser- they're searching for the girls before it got dark and cold. Libby's grandmother, who was so Libby's grandparents are her guardians. Her mom was like what working in, in Kentucky, uh, yeah, outside of like Louisville, I think it was. Um, Libby's grandmother told HLN's special called Down the Hill, which is also an amazing podcast. Um, it goes like they are like on the ground in Delphi. They go to the Monon High Bridge. They go to all these places. It's amazing. Um, so Libby's grandmother was beginning to worry because it was getting dark and the girls didn't have jackets. She asked one of the officers if the girls would make it through the night since, you know, they don't have jackets. And he responded with, quote, they have youth on their side, which I don't really know what that means. Yeah, that, uh, I don't know about that, man. Like, does that mean they're, they run warmer? I don't really know what that means. No, they're, they're tenacious. Like, they're kids. They'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. They don't know what to do. I don't even know what to do if I get lost in the fucking woods. Yeah, it's not like they were in fucking Boy Scouts or some right? shit. Right? Make friends with the nearest cryptid. There you go. That's what you would do. Oh, yeah. And then we'd find your <laughs> fucking obliterated corpse. Nah. I think they'd be one and the same. We friends. Best friends. And then you probably would tell me, no, Christian, you can't bring this monstrosity into our house. No, Take that good. thing back where you caught it. Yeah. So help me. And then you'd put it in the woods across the street. Mm. <laughs> the... The next morning, February 14th, in the early morning, the bodies were found about 50 feet from Deer Creek, which is about a half a mile east of the bridge where Libby had posted her last photo. The search lasted for hours, didn't it? Like They were out there at first light. So, but I mean, they had flashlights and stuff searching the woods. Oh yeah, they they that the search the day before went well into the night. Yeah, um, probably 11 o'clock midnight, I'd say. Some, I believe some people actually like stayed in the area through the whole night just in case they popped out of the woods like, holy shit, what the hell? Yeah. Um, a member of the search party called out that they'd found a shoe and asked if it could be one of the girls. And Kelsey identified it as Libby's Nike shoes, a black Nike shoe, white check, white um, bottom part. Yep. Sole? Soul. Something I don't have. No one I can think of the word. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway. Redheads. So later that same day, I'm not sure how much longer after this shoe was found. Um, I know it was just after the shoe was found that another member of the search party had used their phone, which I didn't know this until I watched the down the hill, like the TV documentary. Yeah. Um, had used their phone to zoom in on an area, uh, across the Creek. So deer Creek, like they're coming down the hill and then the Creek. And then on the other side of the banks was, where their bodies were found. So he'd like zoom in and he was like, oh shit, like, hey, I found something. Um, they, searchers and first responders descended upon the crime scene. 
there were a lot of leaves on the ground and it was post snowfall so the snow had already melted and the ground was wet which does not make for very good forensic conditions no it was it was a warm warm climate at that time yeah so everything was saturated yeah it was it was a muddy mess yeah and remember there were four between four and five hundred people out there the night before day before and the night before so i'm sure that was a dna nightmare depending on how close they were to the bodies oh dude i'm sure people were like pissing all over the trees and cigarette butts and everything yeah i just don't know and they didn't say how close like they were yeah, but like it's still, did. the whole place is a fucking crime scene at this point. And you've oh, had yeah, the four whole. to five hundred people trouncing around in the crime scene. Yeah. and But their intentions were pure. It's not like. Well, no, it's not like they would like. It, it was a search party. Charged, right. But I just don't know how close they, how like. I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know how close they could have gotten. Well, to the I'm sure all the trail. Well, it was a muddy season. So there's footprints all over the fucking place. Yeah. They can't track a shoe print. They can't. Yeah, they once they found it, yeah. Yeah, it's. I'm sure they had to take shoe impressions. I'm sure it was a. I don't know if you could. Crime at that scene point. tech nightmare. Oh, definitely. There, there was no way to do a no. plaster cast of a shoe. Of every single shoe there. It was too many. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sure there were prints on top of prints. Oh, yeah. So they locked the scene down uh, and the police hold a press conference. They release a screen grab or still shot, whatever you want to call it, of a man from what will later be confirmed as from Libby's phone. Whether it's one of her Snapchat videos or a video from her actual phone, I'm not clear on. I just know it's a screen grab from a video on her phone. Uh, this is the man that the police saying are saying is their main suspect. He come is come to know to be known as Bridge Guy, which I didn't know that was his nickname. I just Crime Junkie calls it Killer on the High Bridge. So that's what I've called him. Um, he is dressed in blue jeans, a blue jacket with a brown hoodie underneath and what appears to be a hat walking on the mountain high bridge with his head angled down. This could literally be anyone. Quite literally anyone. Because all they have released so far is... Any chubby guy with a blue jeans and a blue jacket, which up there is probably most of the people. Yeah. Uh, at first, Carroll County police were apprehensive about confirming that the photo came from Libby's phone, uh, which was found on the ground near the area they were last seen during the initial search. Um, the exact location of the phone, I don't know it. But it had to have been, it was, a, it was acquired in the first that search. That is the main thing with this case is. I don't know shit. Yeah. The info hasn't come out yet, and I'm sure we'll do an update on this once it does. Well, spoiler alert, which is a good spoiler. I'm not like, there's no divulging of information okay. in this. Um, in 10 days, someone has something going on. Okay. 
So prommed right in the middle of uh, this this series. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So and we'll anyway. we'll divulge that in episode two, but yes, I'm just excited. Yeah. I was about to say, be like, I was like, oh, can't go there yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. So in addition to the video that Libby took, there is an audio clip of the man speaking or what is only assumed at this point to be the man speaking. Um, he's saying down the hill. It's obviously a male voice. But other than that, there isn't any distinct accent or speech impediment or any distinguishing characteristics to make any kind of headway. Later, the police released a little bit more of the audio clip, which we'll play in just a couple minutes, I think. Um, but it adds on to the initial down the hill. And there's supposedly more of the audio clip, but it's never been released. WTHR reported that the full clip has been shared with the family where the girls briefly mentioned that they think a man is following them. Which there's, there are points in this whole case where I'm just like, oh my God, this fucking hurts. Yeah, the, we don't know the state of the girls' bodies when they were found. We literally know we don't, like, nothing. It's the public, This which is why this case is so captivating. It is. We don't know anything. Jack the, shit. The, the, the police have kept this so close to the chest. They It, it is like underneath their Kevlar. Yeah. Close to their chest. It's like under their skin. Yeah. I can't even. <sighs> and eventually it's all going to come out. And when it does, it's going to be like, I'm I'm sure horrific. I, if we have anyone in the near, I mean, I'll even take Indianapolis. Go to the, someone go and tell me what it's like. I just need to know. I just want to know. I don't know. She's obsessed, guys. I just unhealthily, honestly. But like, this is Sam's Moby Dick. I could be obsessed with worse things. Yeah, I could have a drug problem. My drug of choice is true crime. So there you go. The police released a couple sketches, but we're talking about the first one first, obviously. Um, the only problem with these two sketches is that they look nothing alike. The first one came out in 2017 at the beginning of the investigation. They included that they think the man is white with reddish hair, somewhere between five foot six and five foot ten, and weighs up between 180 to 200 pounds. It's hard to tell height and weight with the photo. The video is grainy. the it, The video's not. The video I have. On my phone right now? It's a little grainy. I mean, did... I mean, we're not talking Sasquatch grainy. No, it's not. All this, it's all, not like every filmed Sasquatch, it on Android grainy. Yeah, it's, it's not like it was... They were filming a Sasquatch or something. Right. Like, it's not bad. It doesn't look like it was filmed on a potato, but... Exactly. It's, it's not... It's not the best. It's not the worst, it's not, either. It's not a 4K. Let's put it that way. But also, 4K wasn't out in 2017. No. I'm pretty sure we were still on like the iPhone six in 2017. <laughs> Maybe not six, well, but like ten. I mean, I I get good quality video. Yeah, I mean, I have 
a 12 or an 11. Yeah. I don't remember which one I have. Yeah, something like that. I've got the three things, the three cameras. That's all I know. And it's the big one. I got the two cameras. I have a three. Um, a second sketch came out in 2019 along with an update with uh, the extended audio clip and a video of the man walking down the bridge in hopes that someone would recognize his gait and come forward. With this sketch, the police added that the man is believed to be between the ages of, wait for it, 18 and 40, with who probably looks younger than he is. Anyway. So basically... Anybody, fucking anybody. Fucking anybody that uses fucking sunscreen and doesn't look like a leather bag? Basically. And owns blue jeans and a blue jacket. Mm. <laughs> it's everybody in town. Literally, do you understand my frustration? Because any guy I only had this shit to go on. I didn't have the new stuff. Any guy that walks into Home Depot or Lowe's. Literally. Yeah, pretty much. The public believes that the new sketch came from new information, such as eyewitness testimony from people who said that they were in the area that day and saw the man in question walking along the well, trail. The new sketch, like, so the second sketch, the guy has a Jufro. Literally. So, and then in the first one, the second one, he's clean shaven. The first one, he's not. Yeah. He's got, like, a beard, like, stubble. He's got, like, like scruffies. And yeah. then... The head, the head shape completely changes. It's not as narrow. Yeah, the the first one has like you can tell he's older. Well, it's almost like they look at the video and they're like, "Well, that guy that could be hair on the guy, not a hat." I don't. I think it's a hat. Personally, I could be wrong. And I very well could be, but I it looked to me it looks like a hat, like a brown, like um, not page boy hat, but like a beret, almost like turned forward. Kind of, but it's, it's the one with the brim. Yeah. Like the hard brim. I don't know what that's called. I don't either. I have a friend that... I'm not a hat guy. They're Me like either. the ones that like, golfers and cabbies wear. Is that what you're talking about? Kind of. So it's like it's like a... Old men wear it. Pretentious like bagger, old men. Looking like Bagger Vance up in here. Yeah. Pretentious I don't know old men wear them. It's a golf movie. Oh. That's probably why I don't know what it is. So, the initial sketch is then moved to secondary and the new sketch is moved to the primary according to the indie star to my knowledge the the girl's exact cause of death and even their time of death has never been released like they don't even know what time like well they do know but we don't know what even time the girls were yeah, murdered when this goes to trial I am going to be feral. I'm not. I'm. I'm yeah, calling I'm, out of work. I'm gonna like mute the creeps in the crypt chat. It's probably best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. And it literally, just don't even talk to me. Don't even talk to me. Did I mean, you, you can. Did you Did you see that? And we're gonna be like, we're at work, Sam. I'm literally. The, we don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm going to be at work with an AirPod in. She's like fucking drooling right now just thinking about it. I am so fucking ready. Anyway, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Um, This has been one of the most tight-lipped investigations I'd, I've, I've ever heard of. I don't want to say been through because I'm not going through it, but like. She's going through fuck. it. Fuck. 
She's living it. She's vibing it. I know. She's in it. Anyway. She's got Stockholm Syndrome for this case. I, I, I love this case. That sounds morbid. I feel but like, like you have an abusive relationship with this case. I kind of is abusive. Was, see, now, now do you understand when you do these cold cases and me and Eric sit there and listen to them and then you're like, and it was never solved, the end. And we're like, what? I feel like it's a dick tease, but this it one's going to get solved here soon, hopefully. Fingers crossed. There's been no talk about any of the specifics of the crime scene at all. Not the position they were in, the things that they found at the scene, just zip, nothing. Basically, like, I don't ever think there was an official gag order on it. No, none they of the, were just none of the like, police talk about it. They were just like, shut the fuck up about this. Yeah, it's it's like, do not discuss this. Yeah. Um, they're making sure they're going to get their guy. The only thing that they would say was that they suspected foul play and the two bodies were found in the same general vicinity as the girl's last known location. So at first they didn't even let the town of Delphi know who these bodies belong, belong to Mm -hmm. who, 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 what bodies they found. Like they didn't even confirm it was Abby and Libby at first. Cause they were like, fuck no, we're solving this. I went, Everybody in Delphi took this personally. This, this, this was is, everybody's daughters. That's what this makes me feel like. It's uh, it's real bad on level of the Girl Scout murders. I Pretty really, much. I really feel like it's that bad. We yeah. just don't have the information. And if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to episode four and five. It's, we will not be remastering that episode. No. Well, it's soft for the most part. I mean, yeah, because the guy's dead, but can't. Anyway. Um, I have my own theories about why, other than like it being them being so determined to solve this, I have my own theories as to why nothing has been released about their state. And we'll get to that next, next week. Yeah. So about the video and the audio clip of the voice. Apparently, the reason why the clips are so short is because there's more evidence on Libby's phone. But this is all that the police are releasing. It's like four words. Not even it's not even a full like five seconds. Um, the video itself is supposedly 43 seconds long. I get not releasing everything. Like I understand that. But dang. Would you like me to go ahead and play the audio clip? Yes, I would. So that is the voice of <coughs> the last person that they heard. Yeah, pretty much. And God knows what else is on that that snippet of video. It that like it's that eating, voice gives me chills. It's eating at Sam right now. Quite not even in a good way. <laughs> Jesus, nothing worse than a bad eat. Mainline. So I'm pulling I'm pulling a Gensaki and I'm circling back now. Um I'm gonna do this a couple times. 
This is the first. And I think I do it like one more time. I'm going to beat you with a sugar cane. Uh, like a Singapore prisoner. Ow. Um, but it's only because I want to finish the storyline that we're talking about and then go back. Because talking about this part wouldn't make sense in this. Anyway. The look on my face right now. I wish the listeners could see it. Whatever. This fuck shit off, Eric. drives me fucking insane. I know, but it's not that bad. It's not bad. Eric. Okay. I read the notes. It's not, yeah, bad. it's not that bad. I read the notes Chill out. too. Then don't give me that fucking look. I'm giving you the look. Anyway, I'm not, then I'm not looking at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Samson, I'm not looking at your adults. <laughs> look at the notes. So the land that the girls were found on, on the other side of Deer Creek, that just so happens to be private land. Of course it is. And that land is owned by a man named Ronald Logan. Who is Ronald Logan, you ask? Investigators tracked Ronald's movements on the day of the murders. So I'm assuming that that means the 13th and not the 14th. The source material just said the day of the murders. So Mm -hmm. I'm operating as they were murdered the 13th. Yep. That's how I'm going to operate. That would make sense. Right. But I also don't know the time of death or anything. No one knows. So I'm just going to operate on that until something else comes out about it. Anyway. um, So he's, he, Mr. Mr. Ronald is not the most cooperative guy on the planet. Shocker. He said that he was in Lafayette on the day of the murders at an aquarium store. But he asked his cousin on February, so the next day, February 14th, um, to back his story up if the police asked. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see them, but it's happening. So Ronald was like, hey. Suspicious. Suspicious. So the cut that this cousin picked up Ronald at his house between two and two thirty, February thirteenth, and drove to an aquarium store in Lafayette. But the fact that he had the forethought to create an alibi prior to the discovery of the bodies indicates that he may have had some sort of knowledge or maybe even participation in the crime however ronald was never named a suspect and unfortunately he passed back in 2020 but it's it's important to note that ronald's voice is not consistent with that of the person in the video yeah this is gonna happen quite a bit but he was like hey uh if police come knocking you, I was with you in Lafayette, an aquarium store around two two thirty. What? Breadcrumb, maybe? What the fuck? Anyway, maybe he's doing a drug deal. I don't fucking know. But then bodies show up on his land, bro. Well, they were on the bridge. I mean, Modern High Bridge is not part of Ronald's land. The land that they were found on. Yeah, but it was just across land. the the creek, the the river. I mean, it's still, it was still yeah. on private land. Yeah, but the bridge was not far from it. No, it it was what? It said mi- half a mile? Not even. But still, on his land. 
body show up on his land and he asks his cousin to be his alibi, which is... It's suspicious. I'm just saying. Anyway, so um, with no new leads to go on. Who the fuck goes to an aquarium store, though? What, what is an aquarium store? Do they? I guess they just sell fish. Do they sell like fish stuff? I don't fucking know what an aquarium like, store is. I was getting. A, I was getting a new clownfish. I don't fucking know. Maybe Nemo can help us then. I don't know. I'm gonna name him Ronald McDonald because he's a clown. <laughs> he's a clown. That's a terrible name. Call, it is a terrible name. I call my fish tank the ball pit. Why? Because that's where that's where kids play at uh, at McDonald's. Ronald McDonald. That was uh, fuck you guys. I had to. I really had to. That was a stretch. Yeah, that wasn't very funny. Fair enough. They you can't know what? They all, they all can't be winners. I guys. know. I was about to say. <laughs> I'm trying to like add some levity to this. <laughs> There's not much. This is this, not much. This is the same like meh as. Yeah, somebody somebody except, will laugh. Except somebody out there. Nothing I'm laugh. gonna say is gonna, is gonna be appropriate for this episode. N- nothing. I got drunk on the freaking Girl Scout murders. I don't think I said anything. I had to drink I think whiskey. We all had to drink for that one. <laughs> I had to drink whiskey was, for that one. That first episode was it was fucking rough. So with no new leads to go on, and Delphi being a small ass town, the rumor mill starts up. The people of Delphi started to wonder if one of the criminals who were in the news were responsible for one of, for the murders. One of the suspects was a man named John Miller. He was convicted in 2018 for the 1988 murder of an eight-year-old girl. Two more men named Paul Etter and Thomas Bruce were tied to the Delphi murders. Paul was wanted for kidnapping and assaulting a 26-year-old woman. He ended up killing himself during a standoff with the police in 2019. And Thomas Bruce was a suspect because of a murder and assault he committed in back in 2018. It sounds like the police were just working a list of violent criminals that they, pretty much. they knew. That's pretty much what this is at this point. Which is, it's a solid tactic because yeah. if you find a violent offender... Follow the crimp for the yeah. programs. Um, according to St. Louis investigators, the murder that Thomas Bruce committed had quote some similarities to the Delphi case, which kind of made me want to Google who Thomas Bruce murdered in 2018 in St. Louis to see what the fuck we're working with because we got nothing to go on. Nope. So this case has some, quote, some similarities. What are the some similarities? I don't know. I ran out of time. I I didn't get time to Google this person and whoever he murdered because I didn't know the name. So if you guys are listening at home, go ahead and Google. I'm going to do that when I get home. There you go. And I'm sure you'll send me a link. If if it's worth looking at. Yeah. But I'm still going to do it. Do it. (laughs) Uh. Nothing, it's also important to say that nothing's ever been released saying that Abby and Libby had been assaulted in any way. I mean, other than being murdered, but. I mean, that's that's, that's about as assaulted as you can get, but. Yeah, but like there was no like, 
anything else. Do, but we don't know if there was or not. No. But we also don't know, if, like, we don't we have don't, fucking we shit. We don't know. We that, know nothing. That's what's so infuriating about this case is it's just a gigantic mystery. It's a big old question mark. But at the same time, there's so much information, but there's nothing at the same time, and it's fucking infuriating. Yeah, it's the case. Missing, it's the case all, that's infuriating. You're missing all the key pieces. You have the edges for the puzzle, but none of the center pieces. Yeah, I, yeah, we've got the framework. Yeah, that's what I mean. We do. We don't have the. We have the salad, the appetizer, and the soup. But we don't got the meat and potatoes. Mm. Well, being on a carnivore diet right now. I you need just, my meat. Yeah. Well, I can't. I can't give you the meat. Sorry, I got no I guess meat to I'm give. I'm gonna go hungry. There's no meat. I'm also hungry. I've been hungry for six years. That's a that's a uh, long fast. I'm dying over here. She's dying. Well, maybe maybe we'll get to eat here soon. Another name that's been linked to the Delphi murders is a man named Charles Eldridge. He's 46. He, he lived in Indiana at the time. He was arrested in early 2019 on charges of attempted child solicitation. According to the Indy Star, he'd been caught communicating with a person posing as a 13-year-old girl in order to arrange sex. Basically to catch predator. The interest in Charles peaked when his photo was released, and some say it bore resemblance to the original Delphi sketch. The FBI took a look into Charles, but he was never named as an official person of interest. I'm just going down the list of, like, all these people, just so everyone out there who hasn't heard of Delphi gets a little a little smidgen of what we've been through, who mm. have known about Delphi. <laughs> a man... In this case, isn't it? It's like point A to point B to point C. Yeah, no, we ain't got none of that. We're, like, going around our elbow to get to our asshole. Yeah. And we're still at the elbow. We got. We're not even halfway there yet. Thanks for bringing this one forward, Sam. You're welcome. A man by the name of Daniel Nations is one who's gotten the most interest at this point in the investigation. So I'm not. We're 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 still in the initial days. No, maybe not days. Like I think like a year into it, maybe at this point. Um. Daniel's car matched one involved in an incident where a man had threatened hikers with a hatchet, according to WRTV. And he was thrown into the mix of suspects because he also resembled the original 2017 sketch of the man seen on Monon High Bridge. Like I said, I'm, I'm assuming like half the men in the town fit that sketch. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Like, you walk into a hardware store... And that's in like the wintertime. And that's literally most of the people in the hardware store. Blue jeans and Carhartt jackets. Yeah. Literally. So he was in the area at the time of the murders. Daniel Nations was. He was homeless at the time. He was living out of a motel in Indianapolis, which is about an hour and 15 minutes from Delphi. He's a registered sex offender and was required to check in with the county. And he spent time in jail just 10 days after the murders. An interesting fact was that he'd been missing up until his arrest involving the hikers and the hatchet. He went on the run a couple days after the initial sketch of the man on the high bridge came out. It's a little fun fact. 
It's not really interesting. that fun. Interesting. Alongside the 2019 release of the updated sketch, the audio clip, and the video of the man walking, which I'm going to see if I can find. Oh, no, we have the video. I have it. Okay. I've already screen grabbed it. Okay, cool. Um, ISP Superintendent Doug Carter, which shout out to him. He's the real MVP of this. I love that man. He gave a speech regarding the status of the murders. Part of it was directed at the killer himself. And I've heard the entirety of this speech, and it is filled with determination and emotions. Police, along with the FBI, believe that the killer is local to Delphi. It's not the kind of town to have a lot of people that come and visit. So, yeah, that's part, most of the reason why I think the killer is local to Delphi, because Monon High Bridge is not exactly... A, a tourist, tourist attraction. Yeah, it's not exactly like if you know about it, you know about it type thing. It's not. They don't have like you know. It's not like Mothman, where there's a pilgrimage to go to yeah. Silverbridge. That it's it's kind of like the Hulk bike trail is to here. I don't even know where that is. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I don't even know Point where that is. Proven. <laughs> is it hidden in plain sight? <laughs> Um, it is off of River Oaks. So like, you know, we're like the overpass. I think it's 31 overpass. Maybe oh, I'm not I really know, sure. I know where you're talking And it's about. like tucked in behind the overpass. You'd be yes. like, it's like a random fucking like, I'm not even sure it's paid. It might be gravel. I don't fucking know. I don't know. You brought up bike trail and I immediately felt rage. That's fair. So, uh, roll clip. All right. Or audio, whatever. Do that. Do the thing I like directly to the killer who may be in this room. We believe you are hiding in plain sight. For more than two years, you never thought we would shift gears to a different investigative strategy, but we have. We likely have interviewed you or someone close to you we know that this is about power to you. And you want to know what we know. And one day, you will. A question to you. What will those closest to you think of when they find out that you brutally murdered two little girls, two children, only a coward would do such a thing. For those that weren't in the room, Sam literally mouthed the entire minute and nine seconds that that took. It, it makes me all tingly inside. Oh, <laughs> shit. It was impressive. I feel tingly. You can't tell me that that man uh, is not filled to the brim yeah, with determination. I'm willing to bet the crime scene was horrific. I, that's, and it haunts these guys. It's part of my theory as to why nothing i mean nothing has come out we'll talk about that at the end end though after everything has come out that's out out and that no gotcha. one um but yeah that man makes me all tingly inside i love well, he's passionate about his police work i know like how often do you mean like i mean i'm sure there's plenty most of the time it's about just you know answering questions well a lot of these cops are trying to they're these detectives just want to like Close cases as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. Doug Carter, man. 
He's the man. He's not fucking around. He is. He is quite literally. There is not a fuck around and bone in his body. He's right. all find out. He's going scorched earth on whoever did this. Ooh, I hope. Ooh. Anyway, we'll talk about what I hope he did when we stop recording. Because yeah, I'm not a spoiler. Well, that's good. Anyway, I almost spoiled it in the beginning. I almost came out of my mouth. I know. <laughs> I'm just so I just excited. had to shoot you a look. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've had to put a. I've had to put like a shot collar on Sam to record this episode. And I. I'm just so. Oh, gives me the tinglies. Anyway, so there's a car parked in the parking lot of the old CPS building on the day the girls disappeared, and the car stayed there or was seen there between noon and 5 p.m. So that whole. I'm assuming that whole window. People have seen this car. The CPS building was abandoned at the time and has since been torn down, leaving an empty lot in its place. So police start searching for information on any parked car that was seen in the area at the time of the girl's disappearance. Police didn't really give any reason as to exactly why they were looking into cars that were parked in the area at the time of the girl's disappearance or why that certain car at the CPS building was important. I meant to, like, GPS. I'm not even sure it'll come up on the GPS, like the CPS building in in relation to the Monon High Bridge area, like where you go. But I don't know. I don't know how close it is or yeah, why I mean, it's significant. I'm sure somebody's done that. I'm sure we could find it out on uh, Apple, like a Google search or something. Maybe. I don't know. It, it. I don't know how long ago it was torn down or anything like that. Um, it's important to note that the ISP and the investigators have been very adamant with the fact that this case has never gone cold. Back in 2019, they were getting as many as 12 tips a day in relation to the Delphi murders, which has also been coined the Snapchat murders, which I don't. Yeah, it doesn't have a ring to it. No, and it also had nothing to do with Snapchat. They were just her last videos were just from Snapchat. So yeah. and, uh, I don't like that. I'm going to still call them the Delphi murders. Anyway, the as of 2020, the Indie Star reported that the Delphi PD has received well over 40,000 tips. Thousands of potential leads that investigators have worked on. Um, I'm not sure if they've followed every single one of the 40,000, but I'd be willing to bet that they've done... Well, I'm sure a lot of it part. was like the rumor mill shit. I'm I'm sure they're very because good at the sussing town, out. The town was paranoid at this point. Like every any it could be anybody. Yeah. So um any man is a suspect. I don't know what part I put this on. I thought I put it up here. Um, but I'll go ahead and say because it, it doesn't really it doesn't spoil anything. Um at this time maybe even a little bit later um houses like their porch lights like the regular like white porch lights mm -hmm. they swapped them out for orange lights um in to kind of like keep the 
memoriam of Abby and Libby alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure why they chose orange. It just says they swapped their porch lights for orange. I guess how they like, do like green for um, whatever it is. I don't remember. I think it's like law enforcement or something. Um, I don't know. I know. Our, I'm some not porch- a porch light aficionado. I'm not either. I just know that. I mean, like to the point where businesses like hardware stores, maybe, or I don't know, whoever carries light bulbs, colored light bulbs, um, were passing them out to people in Delphi. Shit. They were changing them in. They used a word, and I can't think of the word right now because I don't remember where I put it in my notes. Well, I mean, this is the biggest thing that's probably ever happened in that little it's, town. It's the only thing that's ever happened. Like, Delphi is like. Yeah, if if you blink, size of a pinhead. If you if you blink, you'll drop through it. Pretty much. So, I'm sure this town is just racked with this. Man. And intern Lucy has entered the chat. <laughs> yep, here she comes. Here she comes. <laughs> okay. All right. Lucy. Well, now she's done kicking the mics. Um, she's doing a sound check live. Well, you've joined us a little too late, Lucy. Uh, I guess next week we're going to wrap this bad boy up. And hopefully more and more will come out. But... Once once it's solved, which we'll go over all that next week, uh, we'll do an update. But absolutely, Christian, if you would be so kind, we love you guys. Why do you not love us? Please leave us a review. Please continue to download the show. Please make sure you guys are interacting with us on Facebook and Instagram. We like it. It makes us happy. Yeah, it really it really makes our day to see mm-hmm. your all's awesome comments. So please keep that up. Or we're just gonna we're just gonna have to stop the cat videos. Because honestly, the the whole reason what makes this show fun is doing it for you guys, the fans. Cause there's days where the three of us go, ah fuck, I really don't want to do an episode today. But we do it. Because you guys expect it from us. Do it from you. So just thank you guys uh, again. And just make sure you're downloading and sharing the show. It really means a lot to us if you share that. That's the main thing. Like liking the show, uh, following us on uh, streaming platforms, downloading the episodes and sharing the show. That's what keeps it alive. Mm -hmm. Anything else? I'm I'm just trying to mentally prepare myself for next week for Sam to take us yeah. on the wild ride. I got to recharge the shot collar. <laughs> well, next week I can talk about what I want to talk about, mm. and I don't have to spoil anything because it's next week and wrapping it up. And it may not be the prettiest bow, but there's a bow on it for now. I'll take that. A bow of the unknown. All right, guys, we'll see you next Friday. Stay creepy, and as always... Bye, guys. Bye. Stay spooky. Oh, yeah, I was waiting for somebody to do it. I did it. All right, see you guys. Bye. Bye.